Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen at snc.tv and local now channel 525 you were made to think big too big with big but tomorrow can be bigger just grow let the world overflow yeah. live a life bigger than yourself you're created for greatness you are listening to the Live Big Broadcast with Bishop Derek Greer, the radio ministry of Grace Church in Dumfries, Virginia. We're so glad you joined us, and we pray that you are strengthened and transformed by God's Word today. Are you ready? Let's get into the Word as we continue the teaching from our previous broadcast. In 2 Timothy you see a difference between the two books. First Timothy, the book was, I mean, the church was growing. And that's why it's like, you know, appoint bishops and da 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 deacons. These are the qualifications because the church was growing. It was exploding. Great things were happening in Ephesus. And Timothy was the pastor. But then Nero got into power and um, started arresting Christians. And Timothy was at the top of his list, at least near the top, because he was the leader of the church at Ephesus. So he had a little situation where... You know, members of his church were getting arrested. There were people that he had worked with for years stopped coming to church because, you know, it was, it was too dangerous. You know, you, you didn't want your wife, your children to go to, to, go to jail. And, and people he loved, you know, uh, they, they just walked away. And, and it was a whole thing. But watch how Paul, Paul responded to him. He said, um, hey, Timothy, you know, the, the, as bad as situations situation is, that's not really the problem. He said, you know, the, the, the faith that was in your mom and all that, that's the same faith in you. He said, well, this is what you need to do. Fan into a flame the gift of God. And what I've learned is when I'm dealing with the greatest pressure, I got to put more logs on the fire. I got to... I got to pour some gasoline. I need to get around excited and, and, and on fire people. I, and then he continued. He said, Timothy... God has not given you a spirit of fear. That little tiny fire that you got going, that little tiny fire is not going to work in this season. It's too windy out there. You might have been able to get away with it in another season. But this season, if you don't fan into a flame, thank God for the embers and there's, there's some heat left. So there was still something in him. But he had lost his brightness. He said, fan into a flame the gift of God. God's not giving you that timid, tiny fire spirit, but a spirit of power, a spirit of love. You can love those people who walked away from you. You can love those people that are trying to jail you and, 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 and do all the rest. And, and a salmon. And in the midst of it, Timothy, you can keep your head together. You can keep your mind straight. God didn't give you that little tiny, tiny light of mine. God has given us, he wants us to be better, a flaming fire. But here's the deal. 
the fire had to be managed by Timothy. God gave the spark, but Timothy managed the fire. And many times we'll have a moment where we're on, we're on fire, but we haven't managed it. You know, we, we, we don't spend any time with anybody that, that, that believes God the way we do. We, we don't go to church. We go to church maybe once in a while. We, 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 we don't read our Bible. We, we, that all sounds like works, but that's not what I'm saying. I read the Bible because of the week I'm about to face. I need to see what God says about how I'm going to handle the situations. I go to the Bible because I need to be reminded that God is in control and that God is gracious, merciful, and kind. I need to look at the book because I need to be reminded he's a miracle worker. He's a way maker that he can do things be, beyond my, my wildest dreams and imagination more than I can think. Or I need to be reminded. And, and as I, I'm reminded, the fire begins to burn again. And, and the thing is, it's windy out there. It's cold out there. And if you go out there with a matchstick, you're not going to be very warm and you're not going to make it very long. So what I got to do is put wood on my fire. And then I try to get around some folks that got wood on their fire. So again, that's what Sunday's about. My wood, your wood, we, we, we produce a fire. And then folks that are in the room like, I want to get warmed by that fire. And they come up to the altar because they need the heat and the warmth of God's love in this cold and crazy world. Let's get back to, to the scripture. He said, son of David, a messianic title. The Pharisees, the Sadducees, the scribes, they could all see, but not obviously like this blind man. The worst kind of blindness is having sight, but no vision. And this is where the people watching were against Bartimaeus. He said, son of David, have mercy on me. And this is important for all of the social justice warriors in the room. Just a gentle warning. God will not only judge who you're mad at, but also those who have been offended. And you got to be mindful to take the moat out of your eye. You know, yep. the, the, the way I know that I'm not. She said, you need to first take this will help better. The telephone pole out of your eye so you can see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eye. See, what, what I'm getting at is all the unkindness I see. All the lack of grace that I see. Oh, there's wrong. There's injustice. We need to stand up for righteousness. But as many of our grandmothers used to say, keep your words sweet because you may have to eat them. Yeah. <laughs> okay. okay. It takes courage to be right in a crazy backward world. But it takes wisdom to be kind. There go I, save for the grace of God. Have mercy on me. In the eyes of the culture, Nicodemus was a nothing, but 
Nothing plus God still equals everything you might ever need. So Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. Now, we only have about two or three verses left. Why did Jesus stop? Because a blind person must follow the sound of a voice in order to come. I just said something more than you realize I said. On this side of glory, we are too blind to follow with our eyes. The only way we can get to Jesus is by following his word. If I looked at my circumstances all the time, if I looked at this world, I will not come to the right conclusions about God because the devil is a liar and he's doing a lot of lying on the planet. The only way I can truly see God in my darkness, in the darkness of this world is to follow the word. But they called the blind man saying to him, be of good cheer, rise. He, the great rabbi is calling you. The people at first who think you're dumb will one day realize you are an absolute genius if you hold on to your faith. And here's the verse I wanted to get to. It took me a little longer than I wanted. And throwing aside his garment. Some say that beggars in this part of the world had to get clearance from City Hall, if you will, before they begged. Um, Basically, they didn't want just lazy people, uh, particularly with all the things that were uh, made or allowed for in the law. Um, you know, there, there was, uh, you know, you could had to leave portions of your crop on the field for the poor to come and, and, and receive from. So you had to be verified. At least this is what I'm told. Now, I can't personally verify that. I haven't found that. I've just heard people say that, but I haven't been able to document it. But what I do know is in this period, um, just like uh, uh, a panhandler or a person uh, begging, I don't even know what we call people nowadays. Hope I'm not offended. I always offend somebody every service, but, um, you know. <laughs> You know, you, you, you know, nowadays you use a hat or, or a cup or, or something. Uh, but back then, you, you, would, you would take your outer cloak, cloak off, your outer garment off. You'd lay it on the ground instead of your hat. And they would throw the, the coins into the garment. So what's about to happen is important. And throwing aside his garment. Throwing aside the thing he used to survive. Throwing aside everything he had worked for that particular day. And sometimes you got to throw away things from your past season in order to step into the new season. And, And if his cloak was part of his uniform and those who say so are right. Sometimes you got to throw away your old identity before you can step into the new. And the quicker you let it go, the faster you move ahead. But faith is spelled R-I-S-K. And throwing aside his what? Garment. And sometimes we're trying to hold on to stuff so tightly we can't, we, we're encumbered. We, we can't step into what God has for us because we're trying to hold this. 
But Bartimaeus, he, he didn't have a degree. He, he was blind, considered, you know, the, the least and, 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 of course, at least a sinner. But, but nonetheless, he had the common sense to get rid of anything might, that might trip him up or hinder him from getting to the master. And then it says he what? Rose. Jesus doesn't come into our lives to put us down, to bring us down. We're already down. He comes to lift us and take us higher. God doesn't want anything from us except the best for us. That's, that's the, all he wants. That's all he wants. It says he rose and came to Jesus. So initially he cried out as a beggar. And we all come to God as beggars, destitute of our own righteousness, in need of what we could never repay. I could never repay Christ for the cross. I could never repay God for receipt of the Holy Spirit. I could never repay God for the mercy, the kindness, and love. While I was yet a sinner, he died. Christ died for, for me. But though he came to Jesus that way, God did not leave him that way. Throwing aside the beggar's garment. Pay attention. He understood something about Jesus. That if I have Jesus' attention, the king of the universe, I don't have to beg anymore. Watch this. He arose and God is saying, I want you to rise up. Get rid of that begging mentality and come to Jesus as a son. So Jesus answered him. Now, this is important. You didn't talk to beggars. How many of y'all been in, in, in the urban centers? You try not to even look them in the eye. You, you don't want them to think they saw you or nothing because you don't want no conversation. And back in that time, the, 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 the folks that were begging, they, they had illnesses. They were sick and they were dirty and they were more smelly. Everybody was smelly, but they were more smelly than, than everybody else. And you didn't want no conversation. You didn't look at them because you wanted to pretend you didn't see it. And if you looked at them, it was real fast and you moved on. But Jesus stopped. And then he has a conversation with him like he would a son. You got to understand what's going on in the culture. Why is he talking to this guy? I mean, he has the doctors, the lawyers, the attorneys, and all these people. Some of the fishermen that were amongst his disciples were kind of well off. He had lots of people to be engaged with and to talk with, but he's talking with this beggar. And then watch it, what he does. He actually serves the beggar. He treats the the beggar as if him and the beggar have a connection. He said, what do you want me to do for you? And if you were standing there, you'd be like, duh, what do you mean? What do you think he wants you to do? The the guy's blind. But this is important. God wanted to show us, and I believe that's why this this, this was recorded, that it's not only what God wants that matters, but also what we want. See, I I have found if you really want something, you find a way. But if you don't, you find an excuse. See, I can want you to get off drugs all I want, but until you want it. I can want you to 
treat your wife right, your husband right, your kids right, all I want, but until you want it. I can want you to walk with the Lord and make holy and godly decisions, all I want, but until you want it. The pastor that was with us on RLN on Friday said, those convinced against their will are of the same opinion still. Actually, it was taken from a poem. And it reminds me of that little boy that was getting on his mother's nerves all day long. Finally, she, she sent him to the corner and said, sit down. And he sat down, but he was a mouthy boy. A couple minutes into his sitting down, he said, mama, I may be sitting down on the outside, but I'm standing up on the inside. <laughs> yeah. Those convinced against their will are of the same opinion still. And unless there's a change on the inside, the outside's not going to make a difference. I know, I don't know why I'm going here, but you know what? People say, well, if I had more money, I'd be happy. Here's what I've learned. People are as happy as they make up their minds to be. I have traveled the globe. I have been on some of the poorest places on the planet, and they're happier than many of us living middle, upper middle, and rich lifestyles in the United States because they made up their minds to be happy with what they got. They ain't got running water. They don't have toilets in the house, but they're smiling, and their kids are smiling, and their family comes over. They ain't mad at each other. They loving on each other. People are often as happy as they make up their minds to be. Make up your mind that you are going to rejoice in the Lord. Again, I say what? Rejoice. I'm almost there. Keep tolerating me. The blind man said to him, Rabboni, which is a term of endearment. There's a connection. You, you, you don't, uh, it's not Rabboni, that's intimate. I mean, you, you, you're formal if you're a beggar, Rabbi. Rabboni, relationship. And he's responding not as a distant beggar, but as a son. That I may receive my what? Sight. Now, this is my big point today. Can you articulate what you want from God? See, those of us that have raised children... At first, a toddler, what they do is point. Or if they want something, they might go get it and grab it and and then want you to open it for them. And that's appropriate at some point because they can't communicate. But at some point, pay attention, a good parent will not reward that behavior anymore. So the good parent will require the child to mature and learn to use his words. Now, God heard your cry, but he may also want to hear your articulation. Okay, okay. James said it this way. You have not because you ask not. Many of us, ooh, ooh, God, you know what's in my heart. I would cry. And God is saying, now, 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 listen. In one season of your life, that was enough. I honored it. But in this season, I need you to articulate. I 
need you to wrap your head around it. I need you to organize your thoughts. I need you to dig into what my word says about it. I, I need you to talk to me like a person, like a human being with an intellect. I want to engage you, not just treat you like a baby. He said, Rabboni, that I may receive my sight. Now, here's the question. Can you articulate what you want from God? Then Jesus said to him, go your way, faith made hope. But watch this. First, faith cried. But then the faith would not let up or shut up just because people were criticizing. But lastly, it was a faith that articulated its desire. And what God is saying is, talk to me. Don't even call it prayer because y'all get weird. When you call it prayer, y'all start, some of y'all go back to Elizabethan English. Others of you start acting, oh, God's like, talk to me. Talk to me. Articulate from right where you are. When my, my babies were little, I couldn't wait for their first words. Because when they spoke, I'd get to know them. And God, every morning you wake, he's waiting to hear you articulate to him so you can have communion. And not just, God, you know what I want. Ah, it didn't work. Ah, oh, I'm mad. He wants us to articulate. So I'm, I'm telling myself, sometimes... I know you might think I'm deep and smart and all that. No, it's because I'm prepared. That's the, reason, the only reason I get this done every Sunday is because I'm prepared. But it doesn't always come easy. And sometimes it could take me a couple of weeks to really have a conversation with God. Because I'll kind of grunt something. And I know it's not quite it. And I, I thought I knew what I wanted until I started saying it. And then I'm like, I'm not so clear. You see, just like when you write something down, it forces you to organize your thoughts. When you articulate, it, it forces you to, 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 to hear what you're saying, assess what you're saying, and, and also organize what you're saying. And, and here's the reason why some of us don't articulate in prayer. We, we don't because, well, I don't want to ask and then don't get it. Well, you're not being very smart. Because... Sometimes it takes several times even to get the ass right. So, you know, in my life, I might ask for something, but then as I'm talking, I'm saying, that's not really what I want. And then the Holy Spirit starts showing me, no, this is what you want. And then after I realize, oh yeah, that's what I want. I'm not spending time on that anymore. But it's amazing in that conversation when he reveals to me what it is that I really want, when I know it's from him, a faith rises and I just know it clicks on the inside that God got it. But, but that came through an articulation. It came through conversation. It, it, it came, it, it came through, 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 through communion. And what, what God is saying to you, what used to work doesn't work anymore, not because God is not God. Yeah, you were crying in that room, you were 16 years old, God heard you and did X, Y, and Z, but you're now 35. You can have a conversation. You see, conversations help us grow. Yes. 
Because, you see, if, if, I don't get, if I, my ask is wrong, God can then speak back to me and say, no, 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 you're missing it. But, but sometimes, so we don't get the, the, the correction, we just will be silent, but we don't grow. I'd rather my child say, ba, 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 and he's trying the best he can, even though it's not exactly what he's trying to say, but I know what he calls Baba. You hear what I'm saying? And I can kind of deduce what he's saying. But no effort is an issue. Fifty-two, and I'm done. Then Jesus said to him, Go your way, your what? Faith has made him whole. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus on the road. So receiving from God may start with crying. And let me tell you something. During the week, I don't always know what's going on inside me. I don't always get me. I, sometimes I don't understand why I'm annoyed, why I'm not annoyed, why I'm a little short. Uh, uh, sometimes I don't even know why I'm happy. I don't know what, I don't get me some. I just don't. My emotions, they just, they're just interesting. And sometimes there, there's just an emotion, and that might be where you start. Receiving from God may start with crying. But in this case, the prayer wasn't answered until it was spoken. The only way to find your voice is by using it. And if you can't be real with God, you can't be real with anyone. In fact, it's with God I practice being me. I can't always be me with everybody around me. But with God, I practice being me. He reminds me of who I really am. So when I come out of that, that, that prayer closet, I could be more of my authentic self. Because the world says one thing about me, but God says something else. You hear what I'm saying? You've been listening to Live Big with Bishop Derek Greer. If you want to learn more about becoming a Christian, or you feel that you need to rededicate your life to Christ, we want to walk you through the steps to do so. Go to gracechurchva.org salvation to find out more and watch videos from Bishop Greer that will guide you into your life in Christ. Again, that's gracechurchva.org salvation. That's our time for today. Remember to hit the notification bell on YouTube to get this teaching and worship with us live each week. Until next time, remember, you have what it takes in Christ to live big.